Hello, everybody. Welcome to Charger Vibrator. I'm really excited to be talking this week about religion and sex education, something that I'm super passionate about as a religious person who is also a sex educator. And I have a really fun guest joining me today. Why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, my name's Kara. I actually met Hannah on her mission. She's such a killer, awesome person. And I love everything she stands for. Um, yeah, so I'm also religious and I love learning about sex and I think it's really important to talk about it so that we're not all in the dark. <laughs> I definitely think that um, it can be a positive thing in our lives and that we shouldn't not talk about it. So I'm excited. Oh yes. More about it with y'all. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, so I'm really excited to have Kara with me. Like she said, we served our missions together in Arizona. Um, she is a gem and just a sweetheart, and she looks like Rapunzel. So um, if you guys <laughs> want to kind of check her out on Instagram, I will put her handle below. She posts a lot of really good sex ed info, um, and I'm really excited to get her input on this, especially because uh, she is not married, so she isn't uh, as far as I know currently sexually active so it's fun to talk about this with someone who is on the other side of things so we're gonna kind of go through talking about um, some things that I put on my personal Instagram a little while ago for the surveys so um, I asked people if they grew up in a religion that taught abstinence uh, which is waiting until marriage to have sex. And 78% of the people responding said yes, and only 22% said no. Kara, would you say that we've grown up in an abstinent religion? I think definitely that's kind of what I've been raised to believe. Um, there has been extensive positive lessons. I've also heard from friends they've had that they've had neg negative experiences being taught that. Um, but definitely overall, I think that it's um, about chastity and not always super negative, but I don't think that it's talked about enough to the point where we can feel, I don't know, super confident in the area. <laughs> I love that. No, I agree. And it's always important to note that even as sex educators, safe sex, the, the safest version of sex is no sex um, because there's no risk with no sex. But it's very unrealistic <laughs> to think that no one's going to have sex. Um, and even from a religious perspective, sex is something that's really important. And uh, from a religious point of view, it's very sacred, which makes sense. A lot of people believe that abstinence and waiting until marriage is the most sacred and safe way to do things, um, which is great. And that is such an amazing choice for some people to, to make. I think abstinence is very uh, beautiful if people want to wait until marriage. But abstinence education can be really toxic because then you don't know how to be safe. Um, and that's why comprehensive sex ed is so important, because even if you are abstinent, at some point you will likely have sex and you need to know how to do that safely, because you never know if it's going to be with someone you're married to or if that person is going to be tested or anything like that. So um, abstinence is awesome for some people. Absolutely. Um, so the next thing <laughs> that I put on the um, surveys was if you were or are religious did you wait until marriage to have sex of any kind so 83 percent of people said no and only 17 percent yes percent said yes sorry my english is killing me today um all right so how do you do you feel like that's something that you've noticed a lot of people that are religious not waiting to have sex no um it's been cool to, I don't know, I know that a lot of people in Utah might not know 
lot of people that um, are sexually active <laughs> because it's meant to have friends that are only in the church. Um, in my experience, I've had a pretty diverse um, group of friends. So I do have friends that are sexually active before marriage and um, people who um, yeah, do have experience with that. I think that um, as far as being religious, um, it, it wouldn't normally be someone that goes to church regularly. I think because, um, I don't know, it does get kind of toxic when you start dealing with those issues. But um, one thing I did want to mention is how important it is um, in those decisions to be true to yourself. Because it's so hard um, growing up in the church. They kind of make that decision for you instead of um, guiding you to your own truth. And so whatever um, you choose to do in, in your life, I just think that you want to be doing it for yourself and not um, feeling through pressure from your parents or from um, older leaders. So that's what I've experienced. I love that. I really, really love that. And it's important to do whatever you do with your whole heart, 100%. Um, I'm very open about the fact that I was not abstinent. And through high school, I struggled and I was less active in the church. I was less religious. I was more sexually active. And then there were times when I wasn't. But I know that every decision that I made, I made fully. Um, I made consciously. Um and I think that's the most important part because it, it gets into that line of what's, uh, you know, what's assault, what's consensual. You need to make these decisions 100% on your own. Because if you're going to have sex before marriage, do it safely and do it consensually. Um, as opposed to people who they don't understand what sex even is. And how do you know if something bad has happened to you if you don't know what it is? Um, jumping headfirst into everything fully. I think that was really important. I really loved that. Okay, awesome. Um, so for you, do you feel like religion impacted your sex ed in the home, like between you and your parents or siblings? I definitely feel like because of church, it wasn't really something that we talked about. I wasn't, and my parents weren't really physical with each other. And so it was kind of, I don't know, we didn't really have a lot of exposure to physical intimacy. Um, and so when I experienced different things about like sexual arousal that I experienced for like the first times and I like was so confused I felt really dirty I felt like um I I was really a big inner battle and I felt so alone and it was really hard for a number of years um that I didn't really feel like I had people to talk to but as I've gone throughout life it's amazing um how many people really are going through the same thing it makes sense we are sexual beings, and um, I think that when we don't really talk about that, it can it can be hard when um, it makes you feel alone in that. But, I love that. That's actually so beautiful. Have a lot of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really I like do that. Have, Go ahead. Sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, there are a lot of um, aspects to chastity that I really am grateful to have. Like you said, um, like when you are, um, you do start to like be physically intimate with people, you start to come up to a lot of like challenges with consent 
with consent, with respect, and um, it's definitely an important part of life to be able to explore that. And so it just makes it all the more challenging when you're dealing with this inner guilt because maybe you're living this way because other people have told you, not necessarily that you've chosen that for yourself. So. Oh, that is profound. I absolutely love that you talked about, um, first of all, being in a home where you didn't see a lot of, you know, intimacy between your parents, they weren't very physical. Um, I know for me, I grew up with parents who were very physical, they kissed all the time, they danced with each other. And that played a huge role in my desire for a partner who was also physically affectionate. Um, And I've seen the opposite, just like you mentioned, it's hard, because if you're not Uh, physically affectionate in front of if you're a parent in front of your kids or in front of your family it can it can kind of hinder your opportunity to have those really great conversations about the beauty of having you know an intimate relationship with someone Um, so I really liked that I also love that you talked about that guilt um, the second you started to feel very natural things like arousal and you know you started to feel things that every human being feels so I seriously, I love that you mentioned that because that's kind of the, the next thing, not the last thing I really want to talk about, um, which was the last thing in the survey. I said, did having sex of any form, which as, as I've discussed before, sex can come in many forms, um, not just penetration. Um, did that make you feel any guilt or shame, even if you waited until marriage? Um, and it was about split half and half. It was a uh, 54% said yes and 46% said no. Um, which makes makes sense because some people are 100% okay with it. But I've talked to a lot of people who have had, you know, they've waited, they've had that wedding night, and then they have felt disgusting afterwards. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, uh, have you heard about stuff like that happening, Kara? Um, <laughs> I, I wish I'd had more discussions, like, with my sisters about that. So I, I really haven't. I've I've thought about it and it sounds it does sound like a really new territory if you don't if you're not comfortable with even talking about these kinds of things that would be really difficult transition I agree I agree that's what I call I call it the no 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 and then yes 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 factor (laughs) we discussed this one a little while ago um so it's like when you grow up in an abstinent or a really religious environment you're oftentimes told that sex is bad instead of saying that it's personal um, or you're told that sex is dangerous instead of saying that sex can be dangerous if you don't do it safely. Um, and so you get all these no's. You constantly are reaffirmed that sex is a bad thing. It's a scary thing. And then all of a sudden you get married and sex is now open to you. And then everyone's like, okay, go at it. Have fun. Have a great time. Go make kids, everything. And it's really hard for that switch. That's one of the biggest things that I've seen going to school for sex therapy, so many people, especially here in Utah, go to sex therapists because they have to make that major jump from, you know, minimum 18 years of being told sex is bad, sex is evil, sex is scary, sex is dangerous. And then they get married and everyone's like, how was it? How was your wedding night? Probably (laughs) not great. Probably kind of terrifying, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is that something that you've um, experienced at all, just on the no, no, no side of it, kind of being told sex is scary and dangerous? (laughs) Um, When I think about it, it comes up to the relationships I've had. 
and where they've gotten physical I have felt a lot of that like no 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 (laughs) um and it's hard like that's really some ways that express their affection um and I guess the point where it kind of damaged me was I was like wait if they're just getting if they're getting this physical with me that means they only want me for my body that they're using me as an object when that's not necessarily true it's it's been an interesting endeavor to try to understand men's sexuality and how that intertwines with me and so like in that sense I've definitely kind of yeah put on the brakes a lot (laughs) which isn't a bad thing if I if I am not ready for something I I should stand up for myself and that's really a good practice of consent yes um (laughs) but at the same time yeah, um, I I have this inner built system of like no, <laughs> that's, that's kind of hard. To so open important up. to recognize though, like you know that there's a little wall that's been built, and you can kind of like build off of that in a better way. Um, and I love that you're able to recognize that other people's sexuality kind of comes into it as well, and talking about the that weird feeling of just because a man wants to be sexual with me, does that mean he only wants me with my for my body? And that applies for all sexualities, just because a woman or someone who's non-binary wants you sexually, does that mean they only want you sexually? Um, and there is a really interesting dynamic there, in my opinion, uh, kind of figuring out when it's like, I don't know how you would say it really, uh, romantically driven sexual. Like, they like you as a person, they want to get to know you better, they want to be sexual with you because they feel things for you, versus they want to get sexual with you and then kind of go from there. There's nothing wrong with either one, it depends on your standards, if you want to be abstinent, if you want to be open and sexual and someone just wants to have sex with you, that is your decision. That's the most important (laughs) thing that I will ever talk about, is your decision, and no one has the right to judge you, it's between you and whatever deity or God or, you know, anything you believe in, it's between you and them. And I think that's really important. And sometimes it's just between you and yourself. This is your life. <laughs> and, um, and like, as I've said, me and Kara are both religious. So I like to say it's between me and God. And that's, that's kind of all there is to that for me. I, I really like everything you've said about that, though, Kara. I think that's been amazing. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Uh, the last thing we really want to ask is, do you want to break this cycle? Um, of that guilt feeling, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I, I don't think that that's healthy. I think that sex doesn't have to be a negative thing. Um, and that it really should be self-directed, like you said. Um, that can be a really spiritual experience. And fear isn't really godly. And it, it's it stops your progression and this is something that god can direct you in and that's something i love about it it can be difficult at times to to make that connection and figure that out um i do think that that's the way it should be done rather than someone else making the decision i really really like that yeah stopping that cycle is our job as this generation that we're people our age are starting to have kids like we're starting to be the ones who are going to be teaching uh people and 
I'll always put out there that having kids is a choice. You don't have to. But I know for a lot of us, we do want to start families. We do want to, whether we're adopting or anything like that, we want to have families. And it's really important that we start talking about these things because our parents didn't know how to. They didn't understand the way that we do now. And so if we can start talking about how sex really can be, how safe it can be, and teaching our kids how to use protection and how to trust people and what consent is, we don't have to put them through this no, no, no cycle, even if we're religious or not, uh, so that when they do decide to become sexually active, there's no guilt and there's no shame and there's no fear, because that's not what we want. Um, If you believe in one, that's not what God wants. That's not anything that we need in this life. We are so much other crap to deal with. We don't need to make (laughs) one of the most basic, enjoyable functions that humans can do more stressful than it needs to be. (laughs) So thank you so much, Kara, for joining me today. I've had a blast talking to you. I feel like your insight is going to really stand out to a lot of people. And I really enjoyed getting to chat with you. Is there anything you want (laughs) to end up with? Um, I'm really grateful I got to be here and I will continue to um, learn more about sex positivity and that all that jazz. You're so awesome for doing that. Thank you. Well, thank you everybody who listened today. We're really excited to uh, keep putting out podcasts as things have been really busy, but I'm working through it and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Charge Your Vibrator and I will see you soon.